It's our third week of Advent, and today we're focusing on joy, choosing joy during difficult and hard times as we look to Jesus, who brings joy to the world. That's coming up right here on See Here Love. Thanks for joining us here on See Here Love as we continue our Advent journey through this Christmas season. And today it's our third week and one of my favorite topics as we focus on joy and we light our third candle on our Advent wreath. I'm so glad. Pastor of Reunion, friend and my pastor, Grace is here with me today to talk about joy. Yes, I'm so excited. I, know, I just keep thinking about my the joy, 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 joy down in my heart song that's yes. just sort of like resonating in my head. Okay, here's the thing, Grace. Joy is the furthest and farthest thing from many of our minds, mm -hmm. vocabulary and feeling. Yeah. Is it possible to be joyful even in really tough circumstances? Or if you don't even want to feel joyful or be joyful, like how, how does that connect? Yeah, it's absolutely possible. In okay. fact, I think it's even more possible that greater sorrow cultivates greater opportunity for joy. Wow. Which. Sounds I don't like weird to do to that say. in a way, but, yeah. but I, I know that you're going to go there when you mm -hmm. do the reflection. Yes. And what I'm really excited about is that as we continue our Advent journey, um, that we have Advent activities, mm -hmm. joy activities, prayer, blessing on our website that people can follow along with us. And I know people have been following along in, in our hope and peace shows as they're lighting the candle with their family and doing Advent. So I love that. And to you, our viewers and listeners, if you want more information about Advent and you want to see me and my husband, Chris, talk about Advent and go through each week, then make sure you go to our See Here Love YouTube channel and check us out. Now, Grace, you just said something about sorrow and joy. I wasn't <laughs> loving it. No. But yeah, what's, give us a verse and your reflection on being joyful, joyful, that the joy of the, of the world is coming. Help us understand that today. Yeah, it sounds weird to think <laughs> about, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Mel, what do you do when you're having a bad day? When you feel really oh. down? Oh yeah, I either, yeah, I go out, I, I call a friend, mm -hmm. um, I go out, I might do some shopping, yeah. grab a coffee or or like a smoothie, mm -hmm. but I kind of go outside of myself yeah. because I want to feel better. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. We, we do whatever we can to feel better. We go get our favorite coffee or drink, maybe we go for a hike to see a great view, we go shopping, right. whatever it is. But what if there's something greater than mm -hmm. that? N.T. Wright, he's a Bible scholar, and he says that we were created for joy, but we settle for pleasure. Oh. And I think- And they're not the same things, are they? No, they're not the same thing, because pleasure and happiness is so fleeting. You can go get a cup of coffee, but eventually that cup of coffee is going to end, so then you're gonna have to go do the next thing. Right. Right? And I think those distractions actually sometimes keep us from experiencing joy. Hmm. Yeah. So I have this uh, passage, this is from, the book of Luke, an angel appears to shepherds and says, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Do you know what, okay, Mel, you wow. know this story. Do you know what they do after that? No. Okay, they go look for Jesus. Right. Yeah. I should say no. I should know that. I thought yeah. that was a trick question. No, I I a trick question. 
<laughs> yeah. But yes, I do know. I should say that. Yes, they did. They went to look for Jesus. Yes. So I wonder if we would experience more joy mm-hmm. if instead of trying to find a quick solution to our problem or try to find something to cover our sadness or to lift our move, we instead searched incessantly for the tangible presence of Jesus. Wow. Grace, that's really good. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Like the actual action of the doing of looking for the presence of Jesus. Yeah. And wow. what that's if good. sorrow and joy are actually two sides of the same coin? Like in my experience, the greater sorrow I experience, it's almost like joy grows in tandem with that. That in the depth of sorrow, you also soar heights of great joy. Wow, yeah. It's it's this paradox. And I think especially in this season, as we focus our attention on Jesus, mm-hmm. if we stop trying so hard to distract ourselves from the sorrow that we feel and instead try, try to find the tangible presence of God, that we will find joy. And what does that mean, Grace, like joy? Because some people are like, is it that feeling that we get when we have a great cup of coffee and we yes. feel physically better? Mm. What does that mean? Like he is the joy to the world is coming. Yes. Joy in my experience feels more like, almost like peace. There's a peace in it that no matter what, everything's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. And it's more than happiness because it lasts and it feels like clarity. It feels like everything coming together. You can just be perfectly in the moment. Mm-hmm. You feel content. I don't know, what would you say, Mel? I like that. I mean, because yeah. I think it's, we have so put joy and happiness and the feeling yeah. of the high as joy. And when circumstances are tough, mm-hmm. then we're like, we don't feel joy. Yeah. We're unhappy. And I really think that it's that deeper, that you know, pursuing the presence of Jesus, of yes. being with Jesus, that we will find that joy. And I know that. I mean, you know, my I remember stories as a young child. My dad would talk about Christians being persecuted for their faith, yeah. but they would be singing and praising God in the midst of it, being joy filled mm-hmm. because they are in relationship with Him, even though they might get killed. Yeah. And I never could get that, but as I get older, I get it. That the way to live and navigate out in this world in a healthy, good way is to find that joy and be in relationship with joy with Jesus himself. Yeah, and and joy, unlike happiness, it's fleeting. It's like joy strives for eternity. Like it's stretching that. towards that. And you feel it when you experience joy. I love that. Yeah. Well, I think now's the time to light our third candle on our Advent wreath. And I love it because when we talked earlier, you said it's about bringing light into the darkness. So let's bring joy into our sadness and uh, let's pray together. Yes. Jesus, in a season that feels so filled with darkness and sorrow. We need your light, we need your joy. And so we pray, come Lord Jesus, come. In your presence, may we find joy that lasts um, and that transforms and brings us hope. We pray these things in your name, amen. The darkness of Advent presents the reality of our lives and prepares us to see the light that's just around the corner. And that's where joy comes in, even in our darkest work, even as we battle against injustices in the places in which we inhabit, joy propels us forward. So what happens when joy is fading? What happens when this world (laughs) causes joy to slip away? It's, even for me, sometimes difficult to 
stay close to joy, to continue to embrace joy and to grab hold of it and, and use it. But joy is what allows us to persevere. Joy is the engine in our tank, if you will. Um, it pushes against hopelessness. Well, let me explain. Joy gives ri rise to hope. And the best way to kind of keep your joy intact is actually to find, actually just to be grateful. Find those amazing things in your life in which you're extremely grateful for. Why? It's kind of hard to not smile when you realize that you are surrounded by good things, good people. So let's try this. Let's try this as an exercise. Begin to speak out words or thoughts of thanks when you think about these things. So for the air we breathe, right? I'm an old Anglican guy, so for the air we breathe, we give thanks, <laughs> right? The people in our lives, we give thanks. For words of encouragement that we have heard or, or good memories that we have shared, we give thanks. Instead of being consumed by the lack, let's be aware of what we have. Because let me tell you, once we have that, once we're able to grab hold of gratitude, now we can sit in our joy. And joy is a wonderful act of resistance against all the darkness in the world. Um, there's a quote, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember who said it. Don't sue me. But it goes like this. It's not joy that makes us grateful, but it's gratitude that makes us joyful. So in this Advent season, surrounded by everything, um, choose joy. And you can choose joy simply by being grateful. Well, thank you, Drew. And I think you'll agree with me when I say we need joy more than ever. It has not been an easy year for so many of us and for me included. And for some of us, we are barely hanging on. We are tired, exhausted from fighting and navigating unfamiliar changes and circumstances. And we are weary from our news feeds and news shows of fighting and divisiveness. And joy is the last thing we have or can even conjure up. So that's why we had to bring in these two amazing women to help us with joy, to give us the spark again, that hope that we can live a life of joy despite our circumstances. So welcome to the show, Margaret Feinberg, the host of the JoyCast podcast, author of Fight Back With Joy. I love that. Bible teacher and speaker, and she was recently named the one of the 50 women most shaping culture and the church today by Christianity Today. So welcome, Margaret. Thank you. It's a delight to be with you. So good that you're here. And welcome, Jessica Turner, best-selling author of Fringe Hours and Stretch Too Thin, one of my favorite two books, blogger extraordinaire, speaker, and influencer. Jessica, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Love it. Okay, well, let's start off with this question to both of you. It's not been joyful or joy-filled year for many people. It's been really hard discouraging and exhausting. So as we prepare for the birth of Jesus, this Advent season, the joy to the world that is coming and we're not feeling it, what are your honest thoughts about these feelings that we're having this season? Like, am I right, you guys, that we're not feeling so much joy? And what are your thoughts on helping us get to that place? Margaret, let's start with you. Yeah, you know, I think that more than whimsy, joy is the weapon that we use to fight life's battles. And that has so many different expressions. And if, I mean, if there's this time of year that we should be fighting back with joy, it is Advent. But I think it's also important to recognize as we close out this year that this is an opportunity to grieve and to grieve our losses of what was familiar, the life that we once knew. And grieving is healthy. And what's amazing is that when you grieve well, 
it actually expands your capacity for joy. Oh, wow. That's good. That is good for us to know. Thank you, Margaret. Jessica, your thoughts? I love that. I think that it's so important to kind of sit with whatever feeling we're experiencing. It doesn't mean that we have to have joy 24-7 during the holiday season to not still have moments of joy. And so I think just being really purposeful in what your day looks like today and looking for those opportunities for little moments of joy in each and every day, even if there's grief and sadness of loss and change and things that have happened this year, there's also been a lot of beautiful moments, I think, for all of us. And I think the holiday season um, brings families close together, whether that is cooking cookies together on Zoom or it is actually with your own little people. Um, so looking for those opportunities too, where you can lean into um, bits of joy every day, I think is really wise. Jessica, that's a great reminder because sometimes we get so into our sort of insular dark place. And yet if we actually stop and take a moment to say, actually, there are, there are a lot of joyful moments, good moments with our people, friends and family that we need to remind ourselves of. I love that. Now, Margaret, you talk about something called defiant joy, fighting back with joy. I've never heard that before, but I think more than ever, Margaret, this year, we need to fight back with joy. Talk to us about that, because I think that is really life-changing for us today. You know, I share this and fight back with joy, but joy is more than an emotion. It is a action. It is a behavior. It is a response. And so joy is something that we can do even when we don't feel like it. And some of the ways that we practice a defiant joy is by recognizing maybe the darkest area of, of our life and giving out gratitude and thanksgiving in that place, identifying it and doing it one square inch at a time. I think another is the way that we've all been hardwired. Although there are 7,000 languages around the world, all of humanity shares one language, and that is the language of laughter. And when we go and find a funny rom-com or a great comedian, we actually change our brain science. We change the chemicals in our body where our endorphins are released, where uh, stress is reduced, dopamine is increased. And so going and making sure you have a laugh list this holiday season and keep sparking physiologically the joy within. So I think gratitude and humor take us a long way. Margaret, I love that. I wish I'd had a comedian on the show. <laughs> that would have been perfect. I missed it next year for sure. I'm gonna have a comedian. Um, I'm gonna have some kind of fun, maybe circus experience here. I don't know, but I love that, that about that kind of gratitude and to laugh more uh, in those places that we can. That's beautiful. Now, Jessica, as a busy mom, Obviously, so many moms had to make changes with schooling and kids. You're a blogger. You are busy. How do you find joy within the busyness? And not just the busyness, but the responsibility and the stress of managing what we've had to manage this year. So I am a big list person. And so I love the idea of doing a Christmas bucket list. And you can even do this right now here in the middle of the season. Sit down with your family and your loved ones and say, okay, what are our musts for doing this holiday season? And so then you're not stressed about doing all of the extra things that you see everybody else doing on Facebook. And you're just focused on what it is that your family must do to make the holiday joyful for them. For our family, it's watching Elf pretty much every week. You know, it's making Christmas cookies. We read Christmas books every night and an Advent devotional and, and those types of things. And so when you really can kind of just narrow down on what it is that your people really need and not get so distracted by what everybody else is doing, it's pretty easy. I mean, Christmas is a really joyful time, even, even in the midst of a pandemic. And so I think focusing on just 
just those few things is really helpful, especially when you feel busy and overwhelmed. That's great. Now, many of our viewers and listeners, anxious, lonely, and depressed. And so this whole part of, as we anticipate and wait for the birth of Jesus, who is joy to the world, is not connecting and resonating with many people. So Margaret, I wanna start with you. How is Jesus the one who brings joy to the world? How do we connect that when we're waiting for him, that he will bring joy today, tomorrow and always, but help us understand that for someone who doesn't really get it. And yet for us that follow Jesus, we do get it. But what would you say to them? Yeah, you know, Advent, this season is a season of waiting. And I don't know about you, but I don't wait super well. <laughs> I, I struggle with waiting. I grow impatient. I want things now. I want it on my timeline. Uh, we live in an instant world. And yet there's so much good work that God is doing in the waiting. And so as we wait on the arrival of Christ in Christmas, as we wait on the arrival of Christ in different areas of our life, in the lives of those we love, we recognize that we do not wait alone. In the Hebrew scripture, scriptures, if you look in the NASB version, you'll discover that the first person who asked how long was actually God. And God is the one who is looking down on Egypt and saying, how long until, you know, my people that are set free. And so we recognize that when we wait, we do not wait alone. God waits with us. And that with us is full of so much hope. It is full of so much thanksgiving. It is full of so much joy. Mm, I love that in the waiting, we find that joy. Beautiful. Jessica, for you, for someone who's saying, I don't get it, I want to get it, but what does this mean that Jesus is the one that brings joy to the world? I think that if you are feeling overwhelmed and unsure, I think looking to other people who maybe seem just a little bit further ahead on the journey is a great thing. So looking to resources where maybe you can read somebody else's words every single day and then take a little time to journal or think about the application for your own life. I think it's also okay to question and wonder and for not every single Christmas to be a perfect, joyful Christmas. You know, this is a Christmas that you're really mm -hmm. struggling and you're asking a lot of questions that's okay. God is okay with our questions and with our struggles. And so if this isn't that shiny, happy Christmas year for you, that's okay too. Sit with that, recognize that, sit in those emotions and, and bring those to the Lord as well. Beautiful. And finally, to you amazing women, your favorite Christmas song or verse that you feel will just really encourage us in our Advent journey together. Margaret, a poem, Goodness. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know, I'm a silent night girl. I think that in the silence of the night and in the waiting, there is so much beauty. And in that calmness of the season to not miss that, that, that this doesn't have to be a busy hyper holiday. This can be one that is marked by simplicity mm -hmm. and taking time for yourself and those you love. So embrace it. Okay. So silent night is the one that I just need to be playing through the season. I love that. One of my favorites too. So silent night, Jessica, for you. So I'm laughing because I feel like I'm the opposite and I'm a Mariah Carey girl. Please give me Mariah Carey's first Christmas album. I've been playing it since October. I don't even care. It like makes me so happy every single time. All I want for Christmas is you. Mariah, sing it, girl. That is that will bring me joy any day or night. Okay, so it's a so. great it's a great for the two of you. So there's for Margaret, it's Silent Night when I want to be peaceful and I'm listening. And then if I want to dance and get going, some Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. <laughs> We're good bookends. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you both so much for being with us. You know, even just in your countenance and presence, I'm feeling the joy uh, that comes from being in a relationship with Jesus and choosing joy, choosing defiant joy um, each day. So thank you so much, Margaret Feinberg and Jessica Turner for being with me here on our Advent Joy Show and See Here Love. And Merry Christmas to you and your families as well. Thanks for being with us. Hi, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, now let's go to our monthly segment contributor, author and speaker, Addison Bevere, as he shares with us from Colorado how we can have joy this Advent Christmas season. And I sit down with monthly contributor, Frances Kim, to talk to her about joy within a second generation Korean Canadian context. Thanks, Melinda. Always so good being on See, Here and Love. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Addison Bevere. I'm the author of Saints Becoming More Than Christians. And today, and during this Advent season, I wanna talk about joy. See, joy is a kingdom promise. It's a covenant promise for the people of God. When we look at Luke chapter two, verse 10, we read that the angel said to them, fear not for behold, Look and see, I bring you good news of great joy. Not joy that comes sometimes and is gone the majority of the time, but a joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Y'all, this is the source of our joy. And I think it's so easy for us to confuse joy with happiness. Happiness is something that is a response to what is happening around us, but joy is a firm conviction. It is a perspective that resonates and builds and grows within the depths of who we are, it's unshakable. That's why Paul says in Philippians 4, he says, let your reasonableness be made known to all men. Rejoice at all times because the Lord is at hand. In this promise, in this Advent season of promise, we see that God has come, the joy of all creation, who is the Savior, Christ has come, and he has called us his own. He has said, you are my children, you are my sons and daughters, you are my co-laborers, you are my heirs in salvation. And because of this, we don't just have a season of joy in this Advent season, we get to be people of joy all throughout the year. It says in Romans 14 that the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not a matter of what's happening around us or our circumstances. It's a matter of righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. So in this Advent season, in this, in this season of expectation, I encourage you to lean into the joy and realize that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if God is going to give you something that is your strength, he's not gonna withhold it from you in certain seasons. It's something that is always available to you. And we discover the beauty and the mystery and the power of joy as we lean into the promise that God is Emmanuel, Christ revealed, God with us. When COVID-19 hit and our world changed overnight, I was afraid that See Here Love would go on lockdown, but God had a different plan. And thanks to your prayers and your financial support, See Here Love traveled virtually to every province and territory in Canada to listen and learn from brave women about hope and loving our neighbors. And then something happened we could have never anticipated. See Here Love traveled the world. Mabuhay! And this wouldn't have been possible without your generous support. So on behalf of the See Here Love team and the communities of diverse women that we serve, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, filled with hope, peace, joy, and love. And if you've been thinking about joining our community of monthly financial supporters, let this be the day you say yes to sharing Jesus to the world with us. We need you today. So please give at seeherelove.com give. 
Well, hi, Francis. It's great to have you here with us today to share your thoughts about joy. Welcome. Thank you. It's so great to be here again with you. Well, I love that we're having this sort of sit down, honest conversation, especially as we're talking about joy in our Advent series. And so honestly, has it been a struggle for you to be joyful, joy filled this year? I mean, there's some obvious things, but I want to hear from you. Yes. Okay, so this year started like any other. And then within a couple of months, everything spiraled out of control. I was on the edge of burnout for the first time ever after launching Envision five years ago. A ton of travel, coordinating and leading events. Um, I was also dealing with some unresolved grief from the passing of my mom three years ago. Then we were confronted with a family crisis that felt like a bomb had gone off, which led to some serious marital conflict where I didn't know if we were going to make it. Wow. And then eventually a total breakdown and loss of all control. And this is all prior to the pandemic (laughs) in March and before the racial reckoning that also rocked our lives. So, so yeah. Okay. So you, you get then how we need joy more than ever this year. And not even just this year, but in our lives, you know, infused in our lives. Have you, how have you found joy in the midst of that? I mean, that's some big things. You just talked about, you know, marital strife, burnout, uh, grief. Those are big things that I know a lot of people can relate to, but how have you found joy and lived out joy even through these very difficult uh, things that you're working through? So when COVID-19 actually became a full reality, it just put a stop to all things. So all my travel, all events, the kids' school got canceled, obviously, and um, it just really slowed my entire orbit of life right down. Mm. And that space that got created lended itself to really good conversations. I'm talking conversations that wouldn't have otherwise been had with my husband in every room of our home, with my team and just navigating what they were going through as well. Like we've gone through so much uh, uh, difficulty in trying to understand with clarity, like what is it that we're actually doing in this season? Mm -hmm. And so I have done more apologizing than I ever have with my team in in an effort to move forward. But also more importantly, it's knowing who to surround myself with. I became like laser-like focused with how am I going to deal with all the things that I'm dealing with that's emerging right now with intentionality in health and in a God-centered way. Mm. So that meant for me reaching out to a psychotherapist who's navigating some of these things together with me, meeting regularly with a spiritual director and just surrounding myself with some intentional friendships who aren't afraid to ask the question of how are you really and hold a mirror to my face when I need to. Those are great, Um, great tips. Those are great, (laughs) great tools for anybody to say, you know, joy is not just about like, I just need joy. There's actually work to be done to kind of change your mindset and not get stuck in those tough situations. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, Francis, your monthly segments here on See Here Love are about cultural agility, identity and leadership within a second generation, intergenerational context. What's your wisdom and advice ensuring joy is lived out in these areas? Don't have a lot of time, but just how would you kind of say how it should joy be lived out in these places? Okay, so I come from a context where out of the 11 years that I've been married with my husband, almost eight years of those have been together living with my family, with my parents, uh, and at one point, even my grandmother. So there was four generations living in one home. And so as I'm addressing those who are listening who might come from a second generation, third generation, intercultural context, I think for me, the one lesson that I've learned through the many moments of hardship, and at one point, even choosing to move out of my parents' home for a year is, is this experiencing joy in relationship is impossible without honor first. Mm. 
So as we know, coming from an honor-shame culture, to honor your parents, to honor your elders, to honor people in authority, it comes with the territory. It's like the air that we breathe. But with every passing generation, I do feel like there is a growing sense of mutuality, of one anothering, where we're actually putting ourselves in a posture of listening and understanding. And I think that will honestly be the key to experiencing more moments of joy that accumulate to, to build those relationships around us. That's beautiful, honor. We don't use that word a lot, but that's a good reminder, Francis. And finally, your encouragement to those who are in deep lament, sadness, and joy is the furthest thing from their mind this Christmas season. Your encouragement to them today, Francis. I know that this Christmas season is unlike anything we've ever experienced or possibly may never go through in quite the same way. And so my first encouragement is to be kind to yourself, to allow yourself the space and the time to go through the range of emotions, cycling through them again and again, um, because they're connected to our present reality. But then more importantly than that, I want to just remind you that joy is not a feeling or a temporary emotion. Joy is found in the embodied person of Jesus Christ. So we can hold fast to the hope of the one who was born into this world, who understands everything that you're going through, even to die for you and to end me and be resurrected in the power and the promise, pointing to an eternally joyful future that we can anticipate and orient our present lives around. Wow. Francis, Francis, thank you so much for the encouragement of joy thank in your you. context. Merry Christmas to you and your family this season. You I too. hope you have a wonderful Christmas. And now let's head on over to co-host and worship leader Brooke Nichols and Steve while they celebrate Christmas in their home and share a special song and story of joy. Hey, Melinda, thanks so much for having us today as we talk about joy. My name is Brooke Nichols, and this is my husband, Steve, and Christmas really is our favorite time of the year. You know, it's a time to celebrate and to rejoice, but to be honest, we can also get caught up in the anxieties and the chaos that the season can bring. But I'm always brought back to the truth and the true meaning of what Christmas is all about, and that is the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Well, what does joy even mean? It's a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. And I think Steve and I understand that feeling of great pleasure and happiness as we are expecting our first child very soon. It's coming quickly. But I'll be honest, there's some days I wake up and I feel anxious and I feel just afraid. But I'm always reminded that when I remain in the presence of the Lord, my worries and all my fears, they fade away and I'm filled with the love, the peace and the joy of the Lord. I want to read to you today out of Luke and it says, and the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. And you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. This really is good news of great joy that is for all people, for you and for me. He is Emmanuel, he is God with us. And I just want to remind you today that when you remain in his presence, you will have all the joy that you could ever need. So will you trade in all your worries and all your anxieties today for the joy of the Lord? 
Let me read over you today, Psalm 16, verse 11, that says, may God make known to you the path of life, filling you with joy in his presence. Amen. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. In heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy well thanks brick and steve and grace and drew what a really great show you guys are amazing you bring me great joy if i can say that and i needed to hear that today that you can be filled with joy even though your circumstances are difficult drew what about you this show your thoughts or takeaways today? Uh, for me, it's uh, just the power of gratitude and how it can actually bring you more joy. And joy is a gr wonderful act of resistance in this world. I love that gratitude and contentment can actually bring you joy. Mm -hmm. we're, we're always like pursuing more. Exactly. But you're saying be content. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Such a good reminder. Thanks, Drew. Grace, what about you? Yeah, we think that in a season of sorrow, we actually wouldn't be able to experience joy, but it seems like we can experience more joy. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I know. I think that's so strange to me, the sorrow and joy. And I think I've, I just learned a lot from both of you and from our guests today. So thanks so much for being with me here today. And to you, our viewers, if you need some helpful tools on choosing joy, go to our website at seeherlove.com. We have lots of resources and verses. You know, we want to be here for you during this Christmas season. Make sure you say hello uh, on our website as well and send us your prayer requests or questions. And Grace, why don't you send us off with a great joy blessing? Because I think that's what we need today. As you orient yourself towards Jesus and search for his presence in the season, may you find that your heart overflows with joy, even in the midst of sorrow. Thank you, Grace. And as we finish off, always know that in the midst of this Advent season, as we are feeling depressed, lonely, discouraged, sad, you, we, me, <laughs> we can choose joy, defiant joy, yeah. joy in the midst of our pain. How? By knowing and believing that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved despite your circumstances by God, the one who sent his son to bring joy to you and to the world. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.
See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.